forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the show. As always, I'm super excited. I've just been so blessed with so many amazing guests. Today's guest has put together a box that you can order. Um, As we all know that there are a number out there, but I think hers is extra special. And uh, she puts together events and she's an influencer in so many ways. So that's your little tease while I give you the Jelly Bean update. For those who don't know, Jelly Bean is my foster daughter who seemingly is soon to be adopted. Um, That's the exciting part. I have had her since she was three days old and I was blessed with her the day before Thanksgiving. Last year, um, this Thanksgiving, I have tons to be thankful for because it will be our year anniversary together. And her birthday is November 19th. So I'm throwing her a big pink princess explosion party, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. And I think she might be too. Uh, But one of the interesting things this week, I'm still, um, so they terminated her parents' rights on September 20th. And then the one thing about the foster care system is you never really know what's going on. Um, And I was told that there were 30 to 45 days from the time they terminate rights that paperwork has to go up to the state and get stamped and then it will be official. And then from there I'll get to sign adoption papers and things but we're past the 45 days and I haven't heard from anybody and I know that I haven't been cleared to hire an attorney yet so I'm not sure what's going on is basically so of course I'm being the squeaky wheel that I've been through this whole process and uh trying to call everyone I know to figure out what is going on to make sure that no balls are being dropped because the target for adoption is in February. Um, for those who don't know, nobody has come forward for her at all at this point. So there is also a 60-day waiting period that I have about 13 days left of. Once they terminate parents' rights, they have 60 days to contest that. Um, so that might be why I haven't signed the papers yet. I'm not sure. But that's where I am with that. And then I just wanted to share a really quick inspirational story that Jelly Bean brought up yesterday. So as a lot of people know, I'm a solo mom, which means I have to get creative when I need to do things when my nanny's not here, one of which is showering. Um, I take the fastest showers in the world now, but I, because she's mobile and able to stand and everything, I put her in my bathroom and I pad a couple areas that if she fell, you know, could be a problem. And I have a glass shower door. So I can totally watch her and everything is otherwise baby proofed. And I bring a pile of her toys and put them in the middle of the floor on a blanket and she's all good. Well, yesterday she sometimes crawls over to the shower and starts banging on the shower door like she wants to come in and it's cute and whatever and makes me shower faster. Well, yesterday she's gotten to the point where she can stand now and she took her arm, she took her hands and she put them on the shower door and she was standing almost doing like a wall plank. And I turn the shower off to get out of the shower and she's still standing there and she's getting upset because I'm not getting out of the shower. And I'm like, I can't open the shower door. or I'm going to send her back on her head. 
Um, but it was really interesting because it really made me think as she was escalating and getting upset. And I was trying to explain to her when she doesn't have this reasoning to she just needs to sit down and mommy will come out of the shower. Uh, but it, it made me realize, you know, sometimes in life we're all stuck like that. Like we think like she thought that if she was close to me, that she would get to me. But she wasn't getting to me even when I was ready to get to her because she was so sure that that was the way to do it. And I think that's part of the point of this show is just to really remind everybody that sometimes we keep hitting our head against a wall or we feel stuck. And maybe it's just abandoning what we thought was the right thing and trying a completely different route will actually get us the result a lot quicker. So on that note, I'm going to bring on my guest because she is brilliant at this um, and so inspirational. Her name is Sara Samadani, and she is an enthusiastic and innovative influencer who owns her own media company, New Bloom Media, which you've probably heard of, in Los Angeles that runs social media management accounts as well as hosts experiential events for celebrities, influencers, and consumers. And I'm going to say that one of her events is called Celebrity Red Car, C-A-R in caps, pet event, where she makes people aware that it's really important to get your car seat properly installed. And I actually went to her event and it was amazing. So we'll talk to her more about that. But she's also a digital influencer on her blog, Beauty Mommy, where she is spelled M. O-M-M-E, actually, where she continues to put together and reinvent healthier alternative meals, both for the health-conscious connoisseur and families that experience food allergies intolerance, as well as seeks out non-toxic beauty products that are safe and effective for inside and outside the body. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you so much for the wonderful welcome. (laughs) It's, It's so funny, like when when you're saying all of that, I'm like, wow, did I really do all of that? <laughs> um, yes, you did you. all that. And this morning, I actually saw that you're speaking at a big wellness event in LA. And I, I feel am. like you pop up everywhere. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. Um, you know, it's funny, like, thank you for that. And, and you know, listening to your little jelly bean story on the shower and kind of, you know, the light bulb that went off when that happens, I think it's totally true in anything that you do in business. Um, Honestly, like it's, it's so interesting, like you hear things over and over again. And, you know, everyone tells you like, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. And honestly, it is, it is completely true. I mean, you, you have these different elements that you love and adore that you want and, and, um, you start doing this and you're like, why isn't it working? And, you know, if you could just sit back and think like, okay, well, this isn't working this way. Let's try a different way and a different way until you finally get it to what it is. And then it becomes this thing that you never expected it to become, but it's almost that much better because you, it's almost like you were guided that way, which is, which is actually really interesting. Um, um, But yeah, that's kind of how I came to, you know, everything that I do from my media company to all the events that I do with that and even running social platforms and then obviously my beauty mommy uh, and then my non-toxic beauty box, which I'd love to chat about as well. Um, But, you know, I've been humbled by not just the successes that I've seen, but also by a lot of the, the failures. I think that you thr- like it, I almost thrive on the failures because it's like how you learn and how 
you become a better person. And ultimately, you know, Maya Angelou said it best, when you know better, you do better. And I think that's, that's, that's basically what I love to instill in everything that I do. I mean, it's amazing. And I would love for you to kind of take us back. Like, I'm curious what you majored in in college, just because um, I think sometimes, I don't know, it's interesting. Like, I, I didn't plan to be a chef. And I think that's happened to a lot of people. So if you could just kind of start us back and what your plan was, and then how you started your first company, um, I think that might be really interesting to people. Well, I definitely am one of the people that had started something and didn't really didn't ever think I would be here. I've always, first off, I've always been very passionate about health and wellness. It's something that struck a chord with me a long time ago. And it's something I had always kept as a hobby. Um, I never thought that my passion for this wellness, uh, this wellness area in my life um, would ever become something that I would be working in. I was like, oh, that'll just, it'll just be my hobby, my passion, my side, my side gig, you know, I'll have my day job. I actually went to college. Uh, I did my undergrad work as a computer engineer. No um, way! <laughs> I did. I, <laughs> I was a computer nerd, um, and I still am. I still have the nerd in me. Um, and okay, I, so people have to look her up, because she's totally hot, and the last person in the world <laughs> that you'd think would be a computer engineer. But, <laughs> uh, but it's, it was my love for science, and I loved programming. I loved the logic. I mean, even health and wellness, it's logic. It's, it's putting two and two together to understand what works and what doesn't, and it's essentially what you do as a programmer. So I did the science. I was very good at science and math and I love it and I still love it. Right. Um, and so I did satellite software for 10 years in the industry. And, um, to be quite honest, it was actually a big blessing for me that I did get the opportunity to do that. Um, I worked on satellites. Um, I morally, I, I could not work on weapons. Um, just not, not that there's anything wrong with people that do. I just personally couldn't program something that I knew was going to hurt another human being. So I was like, well, I still love the science and I loved satellites because it helped protect people, which kind of goes in with what I do now with health and wellness and the, the car seat safety and all that stuff. It helps to protect people and to keep people safe. And so that's what I did. So I got, I did satellite software. It also allowed me to do my under my master's degree. So um, the company that I worked for they sponsored my master's degree. So I went to USC and I got my master's degree in engineering management, which was actually really good because I got to do a little bit of engineering, but I, I kind of did more of the, like the MBA. I was taking MBA classes in my um, engineering management master's program. And it helped me kind of see like, well, this is what I want to do. I want to manage. I want to run the show with something and I think that was my turning point where I was like but I don't know if it would be managing these programs to do satellite stuff and that's kind of when I started like once I graduated and got my master's degree I did my whole you know my whole um graduation and had friends there it was great and I almost felt like this was a turning point in my life, um, a, a rite of passage, I guess, if you will, that, you know, I did it, I did it on my own. Um, I graduated with honors and I was like, but I, the social media started popping up and I was like, Ooh, I, I get to do logic and program. Well, I mean, you don't always have to do programming for social media, but I was, I was doing website and, and, you know, widgets that was integrating between social platforms and websites. I was still kind of doing a little bit of my nerdy game, but 
um, it was giving me the social interaction that I didn't really get with my satellite software. You know, I was going in in the dark at work and leaving yeah. in the dark at work. Um, and you know me, I'm, I'm a social butterfly. Like I like, yeah. I like, um, I like being around people. And um, I started seeing glass ceilings in the industry and, I felt that no matter how hard I worked, it didn't matter um, and that my voice didn't matter. So um, it has changed a little bit now, which is wonderful. We have some really wonderful female engineer- engineers that are, you know, rising. Um, but I still think that there could be a lot more work to be done. So I started doing social media and I did. I went to UCLA. Look at that. I went to two rivals. Ah! <laughs> I went to UCLA and did a, and did a certification course in in, in uh, marketing and uh, with an emphasis, a strong emphasis on social media, and I loved it. I left the industry. I started working with Ali Landry and my brother-in-law, and we started doing these events. And I was like, I kind of like this. I started consulting, doing social media for brands for free, you know, just to get my resume up and running and. And then I just kind of went off from there. Um, and then Beauty Mommy yeah. eventually sprouted in all of that too. But it was, it was kind of interesting how everything unfolded. And it's like I had this idea, like I'm going to be an engineer. I'm going to be a manager. I'm going to be going between the customer and and talking to these engineers and showing them how to program it. And instead, I kind of did that with social media, which it just kind of, it's not, I love it. I honestly, I love it. And it's it's wonderful. That's Amazing. I have funny? no idea. It's so funny because it's like these conversations um, are always so interesting for me because I feel like I get to meet like the most incredible people like you. And we're all so busy that it's like you go to your event and then you, you come to my event and things happen, but you never get to really hear like what drove you and what your past was and everything else. Cause we just, I don't know, like in LA, everybody being so spread apart, we don't have and everybody being moms, I guess now. And I don't know. It's so interesting. Um, We actually have to go to a break now, but uh, when we come back, everyone, we're going to hear how Sarah took her brand to the next level and really got these events going and some suggestions for you guys as to how to take that leap if you're thinking of doing it. So stay tuned, everyone. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in every week to the Voice America Influencers Channel for The Movement with Shannon D. Hughes. It's all about what's happened in the past that determines the future. Everyone has their up moments and their down moments. The pendulum is always swinging between the victories and the pitfalls in our lives. But each of these serves as success points that we learn from and move forward. Listen for The Movement every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. 
Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with the very awesome Sara Samadani. And uh, we were just talking about how she went from computer engineer to social media <laughs> ah, uh, guru, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, Sara, can you give us a couple social media tips that if someone is wanting to or if they're, you know, they already have their Instagram or their blog up and they, is there anything quickly that you can sort of go, hey, some people are doing this wrong or this is a really successful suggestion? Yeah, I think there, there's a couple, um, there's a couple tips on social media. So, you know, I mean, you talk about LA and how we're all kind of like, you know, far away from each other, but social media has enabled everyone to stay connected. It allows people to see into your life uh, if you choose to show it, um, and I believe the same thing goes for brands. Um, you know, now the social media game, quote unquote game, has changed a little bit because people really want to see the authentic voice, um, not just as even as a digital influencer, but also as a brand. Um, you know, I think that one of the things you're going to start seeing pretty soon is that, you know, brands that are not authentic and that are not showing behind the scenes and that are not showing, you know, who they are all about, um, they're going to lose a lot of momentum pretty quick. Um, people like to feel a part of a community. People like to feel valued. And on social media, if that's not happening with your brand, something has to change. So that's one of the biggest things that I see is that um, people are, even if you are a very corporate company, you know, some of these really big companies, you still need to take a look and show that you could be fun and that you could do fun things if you have a product or a service um, and the versatility of who you are, right? So I think that that's a really, really important tip on social media is to be authentic and to just show what you guys are really about. Um, the other thing that I find is that um, on websites, uh, especially on websites, is that brands make it very difficult for people to find your social media platforms on your website. And that's the one thing I always check out whenever I have a company that approaches me about social media and about like, well, you know, where we can we fix stuff? Because we, we also we, we run social media platforms, but we also offer the opportunity for indiv- for brands to hire us for a couple months. We come in and do a complete revamp, which includes all the social touch points. And then we 
let them run with the show. We work with their social media team. We, we coach them and then we're gone. So that kind of happens too. But one of the things I find, again, is lacking the web. The website, ha- you have no idea where the social media is. And, and don't get me wrong, that happens with influencers too. And it's very frustrating because when you go to their website, you also want to see what's happening on social media because social your website is basically your store. It's your story. It's what you're about. It's where people can purchase, have point of sale or you know, see kind of like if you have a blog and, and re- read about it, your social media is kind of your personality. And, you know, if you want to really have people find you on social media, make sure that they're clear, clearly marked. And I would have it at the top of your website so people could see it and at the bottom of your website. So when people scroll down to the bottom and read your story, because some people, they hit the social first and some people hit the social last. So you kind of want to give the options so that you don't miss out on people finding you on social media. So those are two big, really, really common, big mistakes that I see in social media. It's funny that you say that because I've done that a number of times where I go to somebody's website and I really like something and they have the social to like share, like you uh-huh. can click it and just share the article, which it's like, no, I don't want to share the article. I want to follow you. And then yeah. I can't figure out how to follow them and I get annoyed and I get, to, you and know. then they lose followers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's exactly it. No, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, as I said, I think a lot of times that is the case. Like they just put it at every article and it's like, no. Yeah. No, I've seen that too, where they have like share all over the place, which is great because they want to encourage you to share this article to get more traffic to their website. But then it's like, well, how do I follow you? And if I can't follow you, especially if it's brands that have names where it's like, you know, it's it's this brand name with US at the end of it or something. And then you end up following the wrong brand and st- like it gets really really confusing because there's so many social media accounts and companies adding more accounts and it can literally be as little as adding us at the end of the name and then you're following the brand that doesn't have the us which is the wrong brand and then again you're missing out on followers and people and then people just get frustrated because no one has the time to search and search and search Um, so you want to just literally put it out there for them and say here's where we are in social media follow us that's it and just put it right at the top of the page and right at the bottom of the page Cool. Um, so I know you have a new gift box of sorts coming out. I don't know what those boxes are called. I'm sorry. I'm being like lame about them. But the, you know, boxes of curated, yeah, amazing products, products and things. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that came about? So they call them subscription boxes. Usually we are not a subscription box. We are going to be a quarterly box. And, you know, it's up to you if you want to opt in or opt out for that quarter. Um, So what tend to happen and eventually like I can go to my background of my beauty mommy platform and why we're there. But one of the things that I am very passionate about is clean beauty. And, you know, as a parent or as a woman, as a busy business individual, um, it can be a little daunting to find these good products because there's so many beauty products out there that label themselves as all natural, quote unquote, all natural. I actually get a little skeptical when I see that term. Um, but essentially you look at the ingredients and then they have, you know, they have these endocrine disruptors, they have, um, formaldehyde releasers. I mean, formaldehyde is something in the science lab that preserves these organs for you to learn about the organs and skincare brands are putting this in their skincare products. So you're putting formaldehyde on your face and, I think people don't really realize that. So like there are these really big subscription boxes that are out there. And for me, for someone like me, I can't, 
use that. It's not that the price, the, it's not about the price point. It's the fact that half of the stuff in there, I end up throwing out. And so I'm the worst person for some of these subscription boxes. So I thought to myself, okay, well, people follow me on the beauty mommy platform to find these clean beauty products. And don't get me wrong. There are beauty products that are clean that don't work. Totally don't work. And I've seen them too. And I've wasted so much money on them, but you know, you do find the diamonds and that's ultimately what we started to do. We wanted to create this curated box of clean beauty products that affect every little different part of your body, whether it's, you know, a foot peel or a facial peel or a moisturizer, a scrub, a mascara, a blush, uh, an eyeshadow. Um, and we put together a box every quarter that has these different products and they're full size products. So we don't do sample stuff because I feel like people really need to get the gist of what this product is about. And then even in the box, what we do is we make sure that we don't have like two of the same thing. Like you won't get two mascaras from two different brands in the box. It'll be, you know, like some sort of beauty product, another beauty product, a scrub, a cleanser, and then some other fun thing, an accessory and things. And they're all full size products. So we, we, we target about the box value to be between a hundred and $150 and you're paying 30, $35 for the box. Um, yeah. So it's really important to us. And, and ultimately I think it's really good for the brands because it gives people the opportunity to try stuff at a, at a very discounted price and then they love it. Then they become, you know, they become a lifetime consumer of what it is until, you know, the next great product comes out from the brand or a different brand and stuff. So are they on the market yet? They're not, right? Yes. So we launched our summer box oh, and we are I'm starting sorry. to curate stuff for the winter. Um, we, um, yeah, so the summer box is out. So if you want to head over to newbloombox.com and you can get your box there. Um, we have a promo code going on first box, which gives you 15% off your first box. Um, so yeah, that's that. It's all up on our website there, and we are starting to put products together for our next box, which we're really excited about. Oh, super cool! Okay, so you brought up the um, well. Let's talk about the red carpet event, actually, okay. which was phenomenal. And I'd love to hear a little bit about how that came about. So the red carpet event is something that me, Allie Landry, and my brother-in-law founded. And we founded it, we actually founded it nine years ago, but in, in, the, in the nine years, we skipped a year. So we're heading into our eighth year, and we only skipped a year because we were working on this mobile app. So that took a lot of our time. Um, so essentially what happened was, you know, I had just gotten married, my brother-in-law just got married, and Allie was pregnant with her second. So she had Estella, her daughter, uh, was three and a half years old, and then her, she was pregnant with Marcelo. And what happened was was that she was about to transition Estella into a high back booster seat. So if you don't know that for car seats, there is the infant seat, which is a rear facing only seat, and that's the one you typically that has you know the handle and everyone carries their child around in it. Um, so that's that's your infant car seat. Then you have the convertible seat, which is the conversion between this um, this infant carrier seat, but it allows you to still do a rear facing um, um, rear facing in your car or forward facing in your car. So this is like the toddlers, and I'm not going to say ages um, because you know in toddlers can, 
Yes, it's height and weight, right? So I'm, I'm just going to say this is the next step. Then the next step after that, um, you have these high back boosters, which is you're using the vehicle seatbelt as the restraint system for your child instead of the five-point harness, which the five-point harness is, you know, the things that go over the shoulder and they go to the left and right of the hip and then between the crotch, the crotch buckle. Um, that's what's called a five-point harness. Race car drivers, actually, they use a five-point harness in their cars as well. So what's happening on the in the industry and what we're seeing is that in uh, parents are transitioning their child up seats before they're even ready. Um, and the mistake is the, is in the marketing a little bit, right? They're looking at this ages and they go, okay, well, my kids, you know, this pound, this weight weighs this much and is this age, okay, they're ready for the next seat. When in reality, you kind of want to keep them in the small, in the more restrictive seat as long as possible, as long as they fit in the height and weights of the seat. So Allie was about to transition uh, Estella to this high back booster seat. She was three and a half uh, when she still should have been in a convertible seat. But if you looked at her weight, her weight and height stats, she was able to fit in this high back booster seat. Um, and a lot of the reason for that is that, you know, every, every kid's age and weight are different. And as you move up in age, you know, there are very, there are slimmer kids, but they can use that, that seat. So she ran across this mom that lost her child in a car seat accident. The child was in the wrong seat and the car seat was not installed properly. We started doing some research. It killed all, all of us were just shocked to run across this. Allie actually found this mom and we interviewed her. We met her. We talked and tried to understand what happened. Then we linked up with Safe Kids and started understanding that this car seat, this the car seats um, is actually, um, it's really terrible what's going on. 75% of car seats aren't used or installed properly. Um, there is 75% misuse on the market. That means four out of five car seats are not used or installed properly. So Allie conducted this. So Allie got certified. My brother-in-law got certified. I eventually got certified. And she ran her own car seat check with Safe Kids at her daughter's preschool, at Estella's preschool. Out of the 22 cars that she checked, one car had the car seats installed properly. (gasps) Out of 22 cars. So it just it just shows you how shocking this this is because it is the number one cause of death in kids between the ages of one and thirteen is motor vehicle accidents and it can be prevented by the the the, the use the safe use of car seats and when you understand that you go oh wow like I, I wow I never knew that and so what we decided was okay how do we create awareness for this cause because it's a problem it is such a problem and. So we teamed up with Safe Kids and launched the first Celebrity Red Carpet safety event. So we we put an emphasis on car because initially this event started out for car seat safety. So the first two years this event was was for, we were like, okay, so how do we get this out there? And what's the best way to do it is to have celebrities come and help us raise awareness for this cause. We come greet them. We have a fun day with the kids. We have them come do carnival games and face painting. And I mean, all in all, it's a real fun. You saw it. It's a very yeah, fun. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a fun family event. But in that event, you are learning about this stuff that affects families. And then as we went along, we started seeing, um, okay, well, 
this is also a safety caution, you know, with baby wearing, you know, there's the cases of smothering. And then, then you have the home safety with the baby gates. And, you know, now there's this big thing on those Tide Pods and like, like all of the cleaners. And then you, then you have kitchen safety, which is also another thing on the go, you know, people are using for, I'll give you an example for on the go, you know, you have the travel system, which is, you know, the stroller and that infant seat where you can click the infant seat into the stroller instead of using that big toddler seat, which makes it easy to, you know, pop it out of the car, put it on the stroller, and then you kind of go off with it. Well, what's happening is parents are using those infant seats on top of shopping carts, and they're tipping over, and their children are oh god getting injured, right? So, so, that, so that's what we started doing. We started looking, and every single year we look at, okay, what are we looking at as a rise of quote-unquote issues that are affecting families. One of the biggest ones is the heat stroke stuff where children are being left in the car for, you know, a long amount of time and then the car gets hot and then the child has problems or dies because they are in, they're overheated. Um, And so that's another element that we brought to the event. So every single year we take a look at it and we say, how do we make this a fun family event, but then also a very educational event. Um, so so that, that's essentially how we establish this event and how it just keeps growing and growing every year because we want people, we're just trying to create awareness and not, we didn't want this event to be like a very morbid event, even though it's a very, it can be a morbid topic, but we also wanted to educate parents and get celebrities involved. We have influencers involved, you know, you were there. Um, and then five years, four or five years ago, we opened it up to the public. So the first part of our event is very private and exclusive for our VIP guests so that we protect their families, right? Because we, we don't also want, they're coming out and doing us a favor for this awareness. So we want to do the favor back and, and protect their families so that they don't get bombarded by, you know, paparazzi and fans and stuff like that. So they can safely bring their family and get fitted for a car seat and walk the event, have fun, and then go. And then we and then we invite the public out later who get the same benefit to understand everything they have. They still have the same fun and games. We also have seminars that happen in the public portion too, where we have special, you know, we have educational individuals and um, leaders in the industry for safety, whether it's for nutrition or, you know, body care or car seat safety and stuff, do panels. And then Allie and I close up the event with this big um, products talk and giveaway where we talk about these products and give them away to guests in attendance. So that's ultimately like how this red carpet event started growing and why we started doing it is ultimately for the safe and well-being of families. Well, you know, what's so funny. So I knew that a lot of car seats are installed improperly because of your event, even before I went, like I just heard of the event and, but I didn't have a baby yet. So I went to our fire station and got it properly installed. And then I was going actually, ironically to the raise a child event where I brought a ton of food and my girlfriend who was going with me, who wasn't a mom at the time, popped out my car seat base of my car thinking, oh, we need the space in the car. So I had to go back to the fire station, embarrassingly, and be like, sorry, my friend popped it out. Then I had an intern a couple months later who decided while I was taking the stroller out of the car at the grocery store that she was going to get the baby out of the car, um, which I have no idea why she did that. And so she popped it out. And so I went back to the fire station. (laughs) 
And now, literally last week, I went and drove a, a few girlfriends to an event at USC, ironically, like this Athena Summit, and one of the women unbuckled it and didn't yeah. tell me. And so I went to put the baby in the car seat, and I'm like, why is this moving? And realized that it got unstrapped. So now I'm embarrassed to go back to the fire station. <laughs> like, they've got to think that I'm hitting on them at this point. That's funny. Is there a place, like, that people can go that isn't the fire station so they don't think that you're the biggest loser on the face of the earth? <laughs> well, you know what's really great is that a lot of the manufacturers, the car seat manufacturers, they're starting to release YouTube videos to show how to properly install the car seat, which is really great. And I just want to say this. Not all fire stations we'll know do. how to install the car seats. They're not all techs. So just, just keep, be aware of that. And the fire stations that do have text, the fire station has to pay for that. Okay. Well, ours does, like ours has one person who's certified. That's why it's so obvious. That's that awesome. I, yeah, yeah. Like there's only one guy who can do it and the whole thing and you have to be on his shift and they can't have an emergency and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, you yeah, call yeah. and then they're like, you again? You know? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm like, I know I'm single. I'll, fa- I'll FaceTime you. I'll FaceTime yeah, okay. you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. So we only have a minute left. So... Uh, I think we're going to jump next into, I would love to talk a little bit about the actual steps to putting the event together, because I think people have these ideas and have no idea how to begin. Um, so when we come back, everyone, uh, we will, we'll tell you a little bit about the steps that Sarah took to make it all a reality because her events are amazing. Stay tuned, everyone. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795 or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm here with Sara Samadani, who has a ton of uh, amazing events that she throws and uh, numerous platforms. She's a social media expert. And she was just telling us about her red carpet safety events, but she also has a ton of other events. And I know that when people, you know, a lot of times we have a good idea and a lot of people get stuck on, oh, I'm really passionate about this, but I can't do that. I have no idea. Like, do I raise sponsorship? Do, would anybody even talk? Talk to me, whatever. So, Sarah, I would love for you to tell us about one of your events and how you went about even, you know, like how did it go from 
your head to, and I know this is much bigger than the 15 minutes we have left, but, but just a general overview of how it went from your head to the actual event that I get to attend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, everything starts from a really good idea. And I think essentially like, you know, everyone does have these really wonderful ideas and, you know, there's more and more events that are taking place, which I'm sure you get invited to a lot as well. Um, The one thing that I have to say about events, especially the successful events, is that one, obviously, it's a good idea, but you kind of want to make sure that you have a solid foundation. And a solid foundation really stems on your idea on the demographics and the targets that you're trying to reach. And what is the ultimate purpose of the event? Is it for um, is it for a purpose? Is it for awareness of a new brand or a new product? Um, and I think that that is what gets lost sometimes in the event space is you have these great ideas or maybe they're not even great ideas and you have these events and then, you know, you have brands that love it or that they don't like it. And another thing too, is that I start seeing is that there's some events that grow too big, too fast. And then they burn out the individuals that are individual or individuals that are running these events. They eventually will burn out um, if they don't have a solid foundation, because ultimately like an event is just like everything you do. You, you, you have certain steps that you need to take and I'll, and I'll go over a couple of the steps, but you have certain steps that you need to take that you basically execute on every single event, no matter what the cause or what the topic is about that you have these essential elements. And that in itself is an interesting to find out. And it even comes down to finding your team, like who, who are your team, who are your buddies, who's your village, who's your media partners, who, who, all of that. And that takes a lot of time to really rev up because, and it can't be done in just one event. It's, it's got to have, you have to have a backing from whether it's, you know, individuals in your community, or you have to have a backing from even just the relationships you have, because events are all about relationships and it just depends on what it is. So ultimately, if you want to start an event, I would say, one, you need to have a purpose. And what what is your ultimate goal of the event? What is the goal? Um, and it can't just be, I want to make money, right? I mean, ultimately, everybody wants to make money. But um, if you really want it to be a successful event, you need to look at your purpose and what is the goal? Because the goal is what you're selling to the people who are attending. And the goal is what you are selling to the sponsorships that you are selling. Um, so that that's one big thing that I find doesn't happen. Two, um, I would make sure that you have every element of the event thought through um, in detail. And you need to be able to explain that to your team members and make everybody aware of what every single element is going to look like. Um, I have been to events where it looks like they were just thrown together. And honestly, I I think it, it makes for a really bad experience, not just for the brand, but it makes a bad experience as an attendee. Uh, I'm sure you've seen some of them. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you kind of, you know, and then when you try to do another event, you kind of, people are a little hesitant, even as guests, like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, and, and then you, and then the event dies. Um, so that, that's another thing I would say. Another thing too, that I'm starting to see a trend in for events, which is really unfortunate is um, make sure you appreciate the people that are involved in your event, from your speakers, to your media partners, to your attendees, to your brands, especially your brands. Um, And and the one thing that I'm seeing is that, you know, you have individuals that are doing these events and regardless of what your 
what you're what you contribute to it um they're not treating people well. I don't know. I started seeing like this sense of entitlement that's happening where people want help from you or they want you to guide them or do stuff or get sponsors from you. And then they don't want to help you in return or they don't want to appreciate you. So, so that's another thing is really take a look at all the individual players paid or unpaid that contributed something to your event and make sure you value them. Um, because that's, what's going to help you grow as well is it, it, it's a community, right? And it's karma. I, I I'm a firm believer in karma. I don't know if you are, but I totally yeah, am. No, I am. Believe yeah. Me. And yeah. I think that what you put out there, um, is going to come back to you. And, and that's, again, I think it's a very big thing about an event. Um, so th- those are kind of the big tips for events. If, if anyone's trying to get started is, and if you don't have those three or don't expect to do those three, then you shouldn't be launching an event. So can you walk us through, I know you have a beauty mommy event coming up in June. Can you kind of walk us through like a little more in detail, like how did you decide your first sponsor and a couple things like that? Yeah. So it's interesting you say that. So I have um, a wellness event. It's a, it's a self-care day. So it's beauty and non-toxic, it's it's wellness and non-toxic beauty event. And I have my beauty mommy platform um, and what I started doing is I started sharing my health journey on this beauty mommy platform. Um, ultimately like the reason why I am so big on this health and wellness stuff. Well, aside from being passionate about it, which I've been passionate about it since God, I don't know when, what even my engineering days, um, is I have Hashimoto's. So I have Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disorder where your body is attacking the thyroid. So there is a lot, there's a rise in autoimmune conditions that are happening. And, and let me just tell you, so you have your immune system and the purpose of your immune system is that when you have these, you know, these toxins or um, these bacteria or whatever's trying to attack your body, your immune system, it essentially puffs up and attacks whatever this, this foreign invader is and tries to get it out of your body, right? Think of it like a pimple. So you have a pimple on your face, the white stuff that you see from a pimple, those are actually your body's immune system attacking this bacteria that's in your pores. That's essentially what it is. So your body's doing that. When you have an autoimmune condition, your immune system thinks that your own body is this foreign invader and attacks itself. So when you have an autoimmune condition, everything has to be in check from the food that you eat, from the makeup that you put on your body, from the skincare products, um, and a lot of times even the supplements that you're taking, everything has to be on point. And if you mess up, then guess what? Your whole body reacts like that pimple on your face. So that's kind of where I started sharing this health journey from the foods that I had to that I that I had to, with to cook with, um, which is why you see recipes on my feed. It's not to lose weight, even though it, it will help keep your your body composition in a healthy state. The ultimate purpose of that for me was for immune support and for allergy-friendly recipes for someone that has a lot of food intolerances. And if you have a lot of food intolerances, just saying, um, you might have some sort of autoimmune something going on. So I'm just I'm just putting that out there. Um, so then I discovered the beauty products were happening were were affecting me as well. So I thought, okay, people were starting to come to my beauty mommy platform for advice, for recipes. I think I have this. I think my kid has this. I think this. And I was just like, okay. But then ultimately the biggest thing was from other women that were moms. And they were like, how do you find the time to do this? And I thought to myself, you know what? I First off, I had, I had to make the time because my life depended on it, first off. 
And right. I feel like what happens as a, as, a, as a woman in a busy world, as a businesswoman or even as a mom, you start putting your health on this back burner. So self-care becomes so important and has to be a priority. It's like the whole, it's like the, um, the airplane thing. You have to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help other people. You can't pour for an empty cup. All of these, all of, all of these, these sayings that we have, there's so much truth to them. So I thought, okay, I want to create a day where women leave their kids with, with a significant other or someone else that can watch them. They come out for a day and we actually have a no kid policy at our event. And it's not because we don't love kids. We love kids. We have kids. All of us have kids. Half of the staff are mothers. Um, But we want to kind of force women to take a day for themselves and a day to breathe. So they come out to Bloom Summit so that they could get an IV, a vitamin IV or a shot or take a fitness class. Um, immerse themselves in a day of sampling or buying, you know, discounted health and wellness products, really taking the day for themselves. We have seminars for health and wellness there too. So really, even if it's they just come out with their girlfriends, sit, just sit and have lunch without having to shove food (laughs) in your mouth um, and just feel kind of good and recharged. So that's why we developed that. And that's why that event is so important to me to take the time, which is why we also don't allow kids there. We want women, especially moms, especially, but we want women to come and take a day and a just, you know, when you take a deep breath, that's what we want the whole day to be. It's just self-care, self-love. And and that's ultimately why Bloom Summit came out. And it's ultimately kind of what we do everything, right? Is care for something, whether it's the Celebrity recovery to, to care and well-being for your family or this Bloom Summit, which is care for yourself, which ultimately does benefit your family um, or even my Beauty Mind platform or this beauty box. Like everything is for health and wellness and just w- overall well-being. So that, that's why that's ultimately where everything comes from. <laughs> that Super I do. cool. And so wait, when is that in June and um, and how do people find out about it? Yep. So you could go to bloomsummit.com. It is June 1st next year. We are going to start selling tickets in January. So we're kind of cool with that. But ultimately what happened, you asked about like how I decided on my first sponsorship. I honestly just reached out to the individuals I had already been working with on my Beauty Mommy platform. And Beauty Mommy has been two years in the making. So, you know, if, if you think about that, and that, that's where you use your relationships to show like, okay, I have this idea that I think you could benefit from. And, and that's kind of how it is. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's been this, that event was two years in the making and, and I was really happy with it. And now I get to do it again next year. And I'm so excited about it. Super cool. Okay. Well, we only have a few minutes left here. So I would love for you to go through again where people can find all of your platforms. And then I'm going to ask you a couple more follow-up questions just okay. but I don't want to get that cut off. Yeah. So you can find my digital influencer platform, Beauty Mommy. So if you want to head to my Instagram, my Instagram is kind of my hub of everything. I have Facebook and Twitter and stuff. You can find me there too. If you go to um, Beauty Mommy, so it's beauty and then M-O-M-M-E. I also have beautymommy.com. So if you want to check out my website there. And then for New Blue Media, um, we have our website, newbloomedia.com, as well as all of our social platforms are New Blue Media if you want to check us out there. Um, our beauty box is um, newbloombox.com uh, uh, on the website. So you can, if you want to get your beauty box, you can go get first um, first box for 15% off there. We have Bloom Summit. So you can go to bloomsummit.com. And then we also have the Celebrity Red Carpet event, which is also 
thecelebrityredcarpetevent.com. Cool. I knew there was going to be a lot there. Um, yeah. And I hate when you're like cutting people off and trying to huh, get to the end of the show. So we do have three minutes left. Very quickly, and you may not be able to answer this, but I think one of the most intimidating things is figuring out how much to ask a sponsor for. Do you have any guidance on that? I mean, I know so many things depend on who's going to be at the event, at, you know, and that kind of thing. But when you're just starting something, do you have any sort of like think of these three things or, or is that just crazy? You just. Honestly, like the, the biggest thing for any type of sponsorships, whether it's for beauty mommy or for my events and stuff is I take a look at the reach, right? So you want to re your real reach, not your, not your fake, not the, not yes. the artificial reach. Like you really want to take a look at your reach and the influence you are going to have for these brands, whether they sponsor an event or that they sponsor you on your flat platform, right? So okay. I think that that's kind of the important thing on the rate. Um, and then you kind of have to just kind of see what, like go out there and just show like that. Well, first you have to look at your costs, right? You want to see how much costs are. So you have an idea of what you need to raise to cover your costs because you always want to cover your costs first. And then you kind of go from there and you gauge it and you find, okay, well, this is what I could essentially charge for my reach that I have here and then and then you can go out from there but everybody's a little bit different because everyone offers different demographics and different reach and different individuals coming like both of my events I have celebrities influencers and consumers and and so that's where I come up right. with my rate right so if right. if you have an event with just celebrities or just consumers then you kind of have to gauge it with that you have to look at the individuals that are actually coming to the event um, or the individuals that you're going to reach as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I knew that was a tough kind of question just because it really does depend. But I also want people to be encouraged, even if they live in a small town and they're trying to do something, um, because sometimes that reach in a small community can be so strong in it of itself, I guess. Totally. Totally. Cool. Well, we have a few seconds left. Is there anything else you want to throw at us before? Um, I mean, I just so appreciate you being here and and uh, taking the time. I know you're insanely busy, but I think this was really helpful to people. And you're, again, just so, it's just so nice to watch all of the things you do and see you pull it off yourself. So thank you. I love it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And if anything, I would just leave like, when you know better, you do better. That's that's my biggest thing. Uh, And I think that there needs to be more of that in this world for sure. So true. Have a great week, everyone. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.